Ooh, you are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Fame, what you like is in your limo. Fame, what you got is new tomorrow. Fame, what you need you have to borrow. Fame, fame, mine is mine. Mm. Listen to that. Time it international Bye. realness here on the curtain call. <laughs> oh my God. See, this is just deep tones. But see, this is the thing about my next guest. Now, this is, I believe, like his third or fourth visit here with me on the curtain call. You know, the thing is, is that he just drops in, you know, once a year. So I get lucky when Sven Ratzka, the international sensation, cabaret, and everything else in theater as well, is back in town in New York. Last time he was here, he had the Om Fatale. That was the name of the last show. And then before that, it was your Starman show that you also had That's before. Right, yeah. So this time now, my friend has... You know, Dane, to give me a little visit, a little shout out here on the Curtain Call. Because again, like I said, this is the time of the year when it's really wonderful to just get to celebrate performance in general. And one of the things like I love about you is that you have so many people on edge. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, baby? What's uh, going hey, down? Thank you for having me. I'm so so happy to be here. And uh, I'm doing great. This it's, is fabulous. The last okay. hot, hot days of the year are... Uh, you know, it's not, yeah, but you're working. You're popping. I know, I know. But I'm, I'm here. Um, this is the first time I think that I've really came for like two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and I only do two shows in the end. So that's in the end of my yeah. trip. And the rest of the time, I'm en- enjoying New York so much because I can I can see all my colleagues. Um, I, I can go to uh, openings and plays and all that sort of stuff. And that is really important also. Well, it's great because, again, like I said, Sven is joining us here on the other side of the pond. <laughs> <laughs> because he is now taking... Bowie to a nice level for himself that's going to be a lot more intimate, which is really great. It's going to be Bowie Unraveled, and it's going to be here at uh, Joe's Pub here in New York City on October 5th. So what what are we getting with you as you unravel Bowie? <laughs> well, the, I think uh, this is like three years ago or so, I was here with uh, Starman. Starman, right. Yeah, and I did that show, uh, you know, we started in 2014, so... Um, Bowie was still alive, and I had to also ask permission, oh, and he right. granted me permission, which was a sort of a come on, man, that's the best. gigantic blessing. And then we started to do that show, Starman, with a full band and all this crazy storytelling, and it was a little bit more like a rock and roll ride, more the seventies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, during the the the, sh- the the tour, he suddenly passed away, which was so. Uh, crazy also for this show in the context right. that I was of course creating a show not as a tribute or uh, you know um, uh, well you were celebrating him yeah more so yeah also, also as a writer yeah. yeah but then yeah. it switched after he passed yeah, away totally and we still do that show <clears throat> once in a while but I felt I, I did now a tour this year with only uh, my piano player who was fantastic and you know during soundcheck we did a lot of these Bowie songs just for fun to mm-hmm. try them out and then a couple of nights later we said let's do let's do two or three of these sh- songs in our show you know just, and yeah. cr- people were really so moved and and so touched by the songs because suddenly you um 
you focus only on the basics, on the on the lyrics mm -hmm. and on the melody, and it is there are so well written. I mean, songs like Heroes and Rock and Roll's uh, right. Suicide and all these, like little movies, you know. And then I, so then I be, had this idea: I want to make a show because I'm not finished with the Bowie subject. You know, I'm getting even more into it. Right. And <clears throat> and I and I I feel so connected with this music, and so I'm preparing now a show with uh, only piano, mm -hmm. and it's gonna the title of this show is, is where Where are we now? So it's looking back, it's looking forward, it's looking into also new material and Lazarus, etc. And what we do now, Joe's Pop, is actually a sort of a a first taste of that. Because it's going to be a longer show of two hours, and in Joe's Pop, um, it's seven yeah. minutes. So we're going to do a lot of these songs, and also some original songs that I wrote with Rochelle Gagné. So, um, so do you? So okay. So this is this is again going back to dealing just talking about Bowie in general for yeah. you. What is it about Bowie? I mean, because for someone like me who has had the opportunity to meet you and have had conversations with you, I I would say that if you know, because I'm old enough to remember a lot of Bowie when he was new. I actually like the '80s part of Bowie in my consciousness was during the, the um, let's dance, uh, let's dance period mm -hmm. when it finally clicked. I mean, I loved Fame, yeah. but I didn't realize all yeah. of the stars, Ziggy Stardust stuff, until yeah, much yeah. later on. Yeah, so yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so like, but it's interesting because he was one of those artists that like captures a generation. Mm. Like, there's a generational of people, and so for you, it's sort of like you have have stepped into another level of him. That you didn't have beforehand, like there's, mm. there's going to be some differences. It's like, so what is it about Bowie? What you know? Well, I versus other artists that you could be doing things with. I think that first of all, his his approach was very theatrical. You know, right. it's like he's like almost because you know in many interviews he said also I wanted to write musicals and then I realized oh my god that's so complicated and and how do I get <laughs> how I get that there and then yeah. I said you know what then I wrote these songs for myself and I created them so, you know Life on Mars is for example a, a good example of it's almost a, a, a yeah a little movie a little play it's it's almost a little opera right and that is something that I am very appealed to and I think also. All his fans and uh, a lot of people, they can dive into this world that he created. He created every time another character also, another color. And what if this is good music or if music is good, then you can recreate it mm -hmm. or you can also live it and, and make it your own. And right. this, you know, I did Brecht and Kurt Weill and, you know, that's, that's right. the sort of way back before like Broadway became big and then, you know, and Cole Porter and all that sort of stuff. And they have that too. And Jacques Brel, they, you know, these are like storytellers. And um, yeah, and, and you know, the funny thing is also I... I'm almost doing this now for 20 years. I started out when I was very, very young. I was five years old. Can't even believe it. My, my mother was always with me on stage. But uh, <laughs> she no, carried but, all of my sets. Yes. <laughs> but now I'm a little bit older. No, but, uh, you know, I always, I realized when I started to do Starman and, and uh, doing Bowie that I always was singing a female material. 
I did the Brecht and Kurtweil stuff, which was written, you know, songs about prost- prostitutes and 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 girls uh, with the, the, that have like the bad boyfriend, etc. Then I did Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Right. That's also a female character, I would say, and 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 he's, the diva he's show. A, he's a reluctant female. <laughs> that I, is. Hed- that Hedwig is. is yeah. a reluctant. Absolutely, female. and I I always felt like that. I I was never like, oh, this is this is the side I belong to. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like all these sides, and I like I liked. I, probably these female songs more because they were more open, more vulnerable. They were more theatrical. They had right. this diva aspect. And then, I mean, of course, I knew Bowie always and, and I was an admirer, but then suddenly this door really opened for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. And also he gave me so much inspiration to uh, write my own songs and also, I, uh, you know, with Om Fatal, right. I, I ask all these people like Rufus Wainwright and all these people, write a song, write a song, you know, in Rochelle Garnier here in New York. And and suddenly I became also with this lower voice. Even <laughs> even my mom said like, "Oh, I love your voice so much. It's not, it's so low, so sexy." <laughs> But I mean, she but, comes every week. Well, um, <laughs> but just, She's my biggest. No, but fan. that's but that's that's great. So then you, with all of that, now you get to discover a different part of your range. Yeah, absolutely. Tapping yeah. into a whole new level of your range. And it's also very, like, you know, if you listen to Lazarus, uh, this last album, it is such a masterpiece that somebody, like, conductors uh, till the end, you know, is right. in charge, dire- directing his own um, inheritance. And then these um, words... The sentences are uh, later on always like uh, he doesn't need so many words anymore in the end. You know, in the beginning, like Ziggy Stardust, the, the sentences are very long. There's a lot of information mm-hmm. in these songs. And and then with uh, also Where Are We Now and all these songs, there, there are just a few words out there. And they really, uh, they grab you. I mean, uh, it's beautiful written, beautiful. I love that. And, love you know, that. in a pop concert or in that context, often... Uh, people cannot focus so much on the content of a song. Yeah, and, and if that's you're true. Only with a piano play in Joe's Pop, it's like, whoa, you well, That's what I was going to say. It. Yeah. It's like, so when you attack these kinds of songs, or I should say you perform these kinds of songs, but I feel like you have to attack them because if you want to give it everything you want to get to. Mm. Um, when you do it with a piano, you it it's it's almost, it's it's like as close as you can get to being a cappella. Yeah. yeah. With the song. So... And I say that only in that, you know, not having a full band and all of that other stuff. It is a distraction from the story. Yeah. If all you want to do is just tell the story. Yeah. And, and you know, it's also, uh, I, I don't work with, uh, I always work with amazing uh, amazing musicians mm-hmm. also to recreate the music and also to make it not like, okay, we have now a cabaret version of it. No, right. it speaks, you know, there's a new, like creating a new language mm-hmm. for this is, I find this very challenging also to use the, the grand piano as like, this is the orchestra, you know, you mm-hmm. can be very soft, you can wild, you can f- be funky, you can be groovy you can you can touch people just with a couple of notes and that is so uh you know it's my favorite instrument uh ever you know i've started out with that and then i had a band and now going back to that and then recreating that is very exciting I love that. Yeah. You know, the other thing, too, now, this is, of course, if I were saying to this to you as a producer, <laughs> the best part about just having you in the piano is much easier to, to move your show. That is. <laughs> that is true. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I did now for like three years or four years almost. Yeah, I did only big, big rooms, mm-hmm. big rooms. And now we um, uh, we we doing um, 
uh, this tour is next next year it starts in uh, in Europe and I can suddenly go to these smaller theaters again mm-hmm. and where where there's also another intimacy and and I do still the the, the bigger shows as well but then yeah. we have like a couple of months we do we only do the yeah as a duo well, and that's uh, good though I mean it's good for you in two different kinds of ways at least if I'm looking you can correct me if you're if I'm wrong but like this gives you the opportunity to have the big show where people that love you from that particular mm. aspect will get to have that. But then when you have these, you know, it's just you and a piano, it's like now you're giving them something that I always say is way more intimate. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can't hide. I mean, you can bring your Terry Mugler no. there, but you're not going to be able to hide behind that no. if that's all you're going to be it's, doing. It's also more difficult. Is that scary? Uh, is that scary? Well, because I'm doing it for such a long time, and I remember that I was f- uh, for one year on the road and doing all big, big places, and then I suddenly did one night off with my piano player just for fun in a very small theater, uh, and then I was like very nervous suddenly because you can hear people breathe, you can smell them, you know, they get my spit in in their face when they're too close, you know, and it's like, oh my god, you can't hide behind a big light show and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, but and Joe's uh, pub, you know, you're right there. People are eating French fries. Yeah, right in front exactly. Of me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're too close. I steal one. <laughs> no, but it is. Uh, you know, it brings a very different energy, and it is. Um, I love both, and uh, I. I just was in uh, the whole month of June. I was on tour in Australia, and I did both there. I did uh, first really like big rooms, like eight, nine hundred seaters, and and it's it's. Uh, it's great to reach out to everybody in the room to try right. to do that. And then uh, a week later, I had a, a one-week tour where I was only with a piano player in like a decent sort of nightclub atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, I love that. It keeps you also fresh to do all these different stuff and not become like somebody who's not uh, in contact yeah. with, the, with the audience and with yourself, you know? That's true. Sometimes to, sp- to play on the street again is quite okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you should go to Provincetown one summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They love that there, I see. I Every, know, yeah. I just was like, wow. Oh, wow, you just do your whole set right here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many of these you got to do today? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, like- I sometimes say that, uh, you know, I still, you know, in the Netherlands, the people are very, um, you know, they, they, people, uh, other people say, "Oh, they are tolerant." I said, "No, no, no, they are just rude because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they and they don't believe anything. They yeah. look, huh? Where, where are you perform in New York?" And I said, "Oh my God!" In front of thousands of people, Times Square, darling, Times Square. <laughs> and then because they don't, you know, they they always have this sort of judgment. Yeah. Uh, do uh, do uh, behave normal because you're crazy enough. That's that's an expression they use, wow. which I really try to break in the Netherlands. Because wow. they're like, let's use some sequence. But, well, let's let's it's about fatters. Be you, wild. If you, know? you guys go to svenratzke.com, then that's S V E N R A T Z K E.com. Honey, the opening page, he's just pow! <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on top of the, the, the global world, the mirrored world as I see it. In his pants, no, his tights, but then I'm not sure, but then there's the hair. You don't know what you're getting. And you know the thing about that picture that I love? Yeah. Is that I have a friend of mine that I work with here at the studio. He is like so gender bender confused about you. He doesn't know what to do. He's like in yeah. love with you, but he can't say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he owns to me that it's okay. <laughs> He's like, I understand his love for you. So yeah, it's like yeah. you you're you're mystifying the world. <laughs> 
Well, but that that is something I, I you know I I really like also about um, about a lot of artists. I mean, Bowie had that maybe too yes. for a long time, and uh, you know that that's that's the power of theater also that you go somewhere and you you you've been drawn into another world. And you have all these questions, yeah. you know. I don't want all the answers. I, I, I have also, you know, with all this social media and all that stuff. I, 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 I I'm on it, but you know, I still. It's a lot to keep up with. Uh, exactly, and I, I, I don't want to tell you all my secrets. <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, if you come to my show, I think you uh, get to know me quite, quite a bit because yeah. I'm, I, the basics for me is that you are authentic. That's right. that's what I want to see, and that's what I want to do. And if I'm in a very bad mood, mm-hmm. which I'm never actually when I perform, but you know when I, you know you feel my mood too. I mean, not right. the bad mood, but in the sense of that you know when I'm being vulnerable or being touched by something, then right. I then I show that. And if I'm being wild, you know, a lot of people they think, oh my god, he must take drugs all the time. He's <laughs> he's on acid or what, or taking, you know, a coke all the time to something. do this. And I think, no, no, this is my drug. I yeah. just need to do the show. I need my stage. And I'm super, you know, I'm I'm one of these artists. I cannot have these drugs involved because <laughs> I have to, you know, I oh I'm already so crazy, you know. <laughs> Let's see, I remember the like the last one, honey. You were giving me Terry Mugler. <laughs> they were like pieces were coming undone. He's got like a, there was a wardrobe malfunction at one point. It's like this, you know. That's the fun part of the yeah. performance. It's like you know. So again, if you're coming to New York, October fifth. That's the first week here in October. It's like part of the the new fall, I should say. Yeah. That you should come in, and if you get an opportunity, to come see my friend Sven. I like having my international friends, you know. <laughs> um, but but at this point now, it's like, you know, this is a good thing because this is like the beginning now of a new tour for you. Yeah. So those, are, you know, I do have at least, I think there's about five people in Amsterdam that actually listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Hey. Well, you never know. You never <laughs> so, so th- yes. No, but the great thing is that you take really the time uh, and we can have really a conversation. And that is like, I do a lot of radio stuff, but then mm-hmm. it's always like in and out. It's like 10 yeah. minutes. So um, I'm going to post this. And oh, then that's going to be more than five people listening to it. Oh, you know, <laughs> and you know the great thing. I always go for my core. <laughs> I, I should say something in Dutch. Hey, uh, hello, allemaal gezellig in Amsterdam, you know. But uh, <laughs> then they know. Oh, still, he he still speaks Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but that's the thing, though. It's like I love it because it's also too that the essence that people. I think with like with theater in general, because this is also theater. All mm-hmm. of this stuff, even from the biggest of the sets, all the way down to the most intimate of a moment, it's still theater. And one of the things about this for you that I'm looking forward to is the fact that it's just you and the piano. Because I've only seen yeah. you with, with, with a band. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see how you're either pared down, how it gets pared down, and then also how you still maintain your wildness. Yeah. Because that's also, that has to be a part of it, I guess, for you too, is right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not that I'm, I, I could not only do uh, ballads or something like that and say nothing in between, you know. You know, I'm, I have all this banter, of yeah. course. And I was just thinking now, because it's just the piano, you have more stage space. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I'm, oh my god! And I'm gonna That's... wear such great <laughs> boots. You're gonna love my boots. They have all the, you know. This is the thing. And my boot, my my shoemaker. He's a very famous uh, shoe designer in the Netherlands. He always says, "Well, 
gets Sven gets all his power from my shoes. Oh. <laughs> well, I can dance on them. So power pump. <laughs> 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 quite high, yeah. <laughs> I love that. But again, again, again. So I, uh, you know, again, make the effort. Come, come and enjoy some international flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work on being très très international. Yeah. You know? I have to find it to be very very international. <laughs> um, but Sven is here in New York for a brief little window of time. He's going to have a little show here. But then if you go to svenratzke.com, S-V-E-N-R-A-T-Z-K-E.com, you will find all of the information about his tour internationally. He's going to be picking up with other cities here in the country, as well as – what. Wait, you just had an Australian tour. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just came back from Australia. So there's going to be more – things down under because they actually have three other people that listen to me down under i do i swear so (laughs) i got six people (laughs) internationally that i know will go see you (laughs) this is showbiz kids it's showbiz Oh, because of me, you become a, an, I'm an international, international <laughs> sensation. What are you kidding me? I can't wait. I just want to go to Amsterdam, mind you, besides just the coffee shops. Um, I do want to ha- find that space that has those cute waffle things that y'all do with the mm-hmm. maple syrup. The, so mm-hmm. I could eat those things all I day. brought them because everybody, when I come here, they want yeah, this, the stroopwafels. Yes! Yeah. Um, so I bring them like a couple of them. Uh, I'm next time I will bring them to because you you've ever you've been to Amsterdam. Uh, no. no, okay. So that's gonna happen no. also. Has to happen. You're gonna love it. It's I very as we always say very gezellig, very cozy. Oh. So very small, of course, I compared love that. to New York. You but know. you can walk everywhere. <laughs> or well, bike. bike. Yeah, <laughs> bike. Biking is the best. See, that yeah. means everybody that's in Amsterdam have buns of steel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> because I have to end this on you know my of personal course. filth. All right, so again, go and see my friend Sven Ratzka. Go to svenratzka.com to get more information about him. And honey, that opening page is going to gag you. I'm just telling you. I'm just you're not ready. You're just not ready. But if you are in New York City, October 5th, you can see him here at Joe's Pub, giving you some Bowie realness and Bowie unraveled. Thanks, Sven. Thanks for having right. me. And we'll be back. We passed upon the stair. We spoke of was and when. Although I wasn't there. He said I was his friend. Which came as a surprise. I spoke into his eyes I thought you died alone Look for Keith Price's Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and now Mixcloud.